And good afternoon, everybody. And that music can only mean one thing. That is, uh, we're going to bring you another session of Two Smoking Guns here on this magnificent Sunday afternoon, uh, the 1st of November. Rutsy, as always, good afternoon to you, old son. Is it summer yet? <laughs> uh is that the 1st of December? Is it summer yet? I think. <laughs> I don't know. You might have been a bit warmer in the ocean this morning, oh, I suspect. Not really. <laughs> no? <laughs> hey, um, welcome. And, Hi, um, mate. Great weekend. Yeah, Great weekend. We've awesome. had a lot of fun. We've, I've been playing a bit of golf. There's been a bit of racing around. It's been some great stories, so we're going to cover all that off today. An angry horse wins the oh, derby. Oh, yeah. Magnificent. <laughs> what a story, we're huh? Gonna talk about and we're going to dedicate time to that. Yeah, we will, and we we thought we'd today too. Yep. What we should do because we got the cup coming up on uh, on Tuesday, the race that Jeez. stops a nation. It's going to stop something anyway. Um, stop and the we virus. Sh- we'll go through the form. <laughs> oh, I think we should we'll go through the form. Yeah, because I'd, I'd like to read things like mm, had better sharpen up. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, that'll be fun, mate. We'll uh, we'll, we'll go through that. Good, and uh, we'll kick on kick on with a few other things. I've got some lovely stuff. Uh, around some sporting events that are going on around the place. Very good. Um, some um, some uh, new partnership records. I'm going to touch on a bit on that. Yep. Um, and, um, Scotty, I've, I've, I've got a bit of a different theme, song uh, uh, theme today. Right. Uh, it's, it's about kissing. Ah. Because... Where did that generate from? Well... As we open up society and remove our face masks, <laughs> yes. we, we will resume uh, an old habit of greeting people um, yes. with a kiss on the cheek or yeah. in, indeed having a kiss with our loved ones. Yeah. So I thought we'd do songs about kissing. Right. And um, just to, straight off the bat, apropos of nothing, yes. <laughs> why do humans kiss? Um, because not all animals do. No, I guess they don't. Because it feels good. (laughs) Your lips have more nerve endings than any other part of your body. When you press them against another set of lips, it feels good. Right. Along with the oxytocin and dopamine that make you feel affection and euphoria kissing releases serotonin, another feel-good chemical. So not as many in the cheek? No, no. Just a few on the pucker, on the swag on the So we'll talk about kissing uh, amongst many other things today. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh, Pagan's Paddock. Shall Pagan's we? What, Paddock, What hey? a feel-good story this that was. Were, hey? uh, just everything fr- from go to woe, right? Back, back, back in the people telling me it was crazy. You, you get into, oh, what do you mean you're going to start training at 72, yeah. 73? Um, right down to the fact that he owns the thing outright. Um, and there's a reason why. And then uh, he gets offered half a million dollars for a 50% share and says, thanks, but no thanks. Um, never won a race. Uh, never trained a winning horse. Jock that's never won a group one. And why don't you step us through the rest? Well, <laughs> Isn't those, that enough? <laughs> for those that don't follow the racing caper wow. like we do. Dennis Pagan, who used to be coach of North Melbourne, yes, um, he played played for North and then coached them to yep. famously to a premiership glory, and yeah. then he um, he uh, he won two flags, two I flags, two and, flags, and coach Carlton, and, and, and yes, and coach Carlton. So he is now the toast of Australian sport after the dual AFL premiership coach scripted an improbable racing fairy tale by winning the two million dollar Victoria Derby with 
a horse called Johnny Get Angry on Saturday. And <laughs> what a wasn't it great when the race call was going, here comes Johnny Get Angry. <laughs> and Johnny Get Angry Jeez. is named after a 1962 Joni Summers hit song. Yes, did you know that? I there did know that. Yes. In his first year as a trainer, um, the premiership coach dissolved in tears of joy after Lockie King guided the 21 buck outside of the victory over Hit the Shot and the favourite Young Werther. It was, um, he's 73 years old, settled in a race, it's his, only his 12th runner he's ever had, Yep. and he's only been licensed in, since July last year, <laughs> it's only his second win as a trainer. Uh, unbelievable. And it was Johnny Get Angry's maiden win at its seventh yeah, start. Yeah, exactly. Right, everything about this yeah. is remarkable. He owns it outright, so it's earned him 1.2 large ones, Yeah. which is good shekels. He's paid himself a training fee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then the the kid, uh, the jockey, um, fantastic. So King, the jockey, um, King, um, this is Lockie King. His father, yep, right, Stephen King, correct. He um, he rode two Derby winners, and he's a cup, Melbourne Cup winner. Yes, he is. His, his dad, he is. And good the, rider. You know, he said he'd been under pressure to dump the young jockey for a more experienced rider, but he stuck with him, and he's an apprentice. Yep. So doesn't get paid. Oh, it doesn't either. So Does all, the, all the shekels go to, to the Pagan Palace. Yes. I'm sure he'll... <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would have given him a, a riding put, fee. Put a bit in of, his bank account for later or something. Or, yeah, not, a, not to, into his betting account, though. But, uh, no, it was a fantastic story. And, and one of the great things about it was the vision of him after the oh, race. Just And he was speechless, literally speechless. Yeah, he looked as though he'd been hit in the head with a melt. <laughs> he was just I mean, he just did, mouth open, you know, crying, yeah, just weird. not a word coming forward. I thought, he, had, like, I thought he was having a stroke or something oh, when I saw him. Oh, I tell you what. terrible. And then he's, and he's going on with, um, oh, I was really good to be involved in. Yesterday I had a lunch, too much to drink, and I was just going to enjoy today. Yeah. And then he turns out, he's half cut, he's dug over, and he's won it. And his wife had to tell him to stop doing interviews at 7.30 because no one could probably understand, understand him. him. <laughs> so, uh, no, had a magnificent preparation, didn't he? Yeah, going, yeah good going preparation. In, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, well, freshly raced. Over-freshly, I think, is <laughs> what he wanted. Over-refreshly, correct. Oh, hey, no, mate, fantastic. can I give you something today? Yeah, yeah. I want to give you donuts. Oh, yeah. Hey? Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. I'm giving you donuts today. That's good. Double zero, buddy. Double no zero. deaths and no new cases, mm. bringing our average rolling 14-day average down to 2.2. 2. That's under the five. That's well under the five for mine. Last why time I we, checked, why, why, my, uh, why my we, abacus. Why aren't we free? Another week. Another week, mate. Yeah, 9th of, 9th of November, mate. That's good. I'm looking forward anyway, to it. Yep, so, um, whatever that means. So what we should do is I've got the uh, form guide. Yes. And we should probably go through who who we think are yep. our fancied um, horses in the cup. Yes. Because um, I've got to tell you that yesterday's race day, I had six seconds. Unfortunately, oh. I didn't back them for second. Oh. I backed them for first. Oh, did you? So I've now got... A truckload of bonus bits. <laughs> got to spend. Oh, you get the money back if you're on oh, single you third. Get, you get a bonus. Bonus so bits. Uh, well, I was told by a member of my house, um, mm. back the angry one. Mm. Back the angry one. And we did. Oh, good on you. Back the angry one. Do you know half of his premiership winning uh, football team didn't. Yeah, I did read some of that. And I'll tell you the other, and this is a life lesson because I'm going, all right, we're, we're going to have a lash at this. So we had a lash. And then. With about two minutes to go, uh, a trifecta came to my head of, of what I needed to do. Mm. 
Yep, second and third. I didn't have the winner in my trifecta, did I? No, that's a mistake. Do you know what the trifecta pain? Oh, a lot. I don't know, and I don't want oh. to know. Because <laughs> I had five, six, nine, and the numbers were three, six, nine. Mm. Anyway, anyway, that's mate, racing, that's mate. Race. That's what happens. Mate, if, if, if we talked about and lamented about all the near misses we had with our, our punting, we, we, we the show would be nine hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't have enough money to put petrol in our car to get here. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's 24 horses in this race. There is. The cup. So there's there all, is. it's a big field. And yesterday's... And this, is, this is the problem with the Melbourne Cup. Why? What's the problem? Well, it's a long race and there's a lot of horses in it. So uh, yeah. a lot of horses can get checked and they can't get out and they can't make their run. So, yeah. you know, it does lend itself, obviously, to the stayers because it's a very long race. But you've got to get in the right position. So barrier draws and all these sorts of things become pretty important. I think they did yesterday with some of them, for sure. Mm. Um, and some of the international raiders, as they call them, um, have ended up with some very nice barriers. Yes. Mm. Now, the, 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 the jockey we need to talk about is Jamie Carr. Jamie Carr. She, have, uh, how she, many winners yesterday? she had four winners on she, Cox Plate Day. She's a star. She is a superstar. Very articulate. Yep. Very, very good jock. I saw I saw her ride in the second race yesterday that she got home. Mm. So balanced, you know, head literally not moving. There's blokes behind her, you know, wobbling all over the joint. She is a magnificent rider. Yeah, well, she's um, riding. Yes, my pick, Prince of Aaron. It's in my numbers for sure. The number twelve. That's it. Tra- trained by Charlie Fellows. Yep. Good stayer, right? Good stay. He's come close in the last two cups. Yes, and he was second last year, but um, and he was it was a, not a bad run on the Caulfield Cup, which is a bit shorter. Yep. So I'm I'm thinking third time lucky for Prince right. of Aaron. There's only one problem with. Have you got the page where all the uh, sort of little caricatures of all the jockeys? No, I, yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Can you have a? Can you just have a look and tell me what Jamie looks like there? Yeah, it looks like a bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I don't think they're lifelike caricatures. Well. I think they're just there to represent the colour. Well, and what I've noticed is there's brothers in here, right? <laughs> so if you have a look at number 10, Dashing Willoughby, uh, I think he must be the brother of Luke Curry. So Michael Walker is obviously Luke Curry's brother, because they're the same. <laughs> yeah, as I said, uh, I think they're just there to illustrate. Couldn't they have at least put a female jock in the picture and not some bloke that's got a head like a half-eaten pasty? That's right, they could have done that. <laughs> that's a bit they rough. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the one I like. I also um, I can't I can't resist backing the Russian because I love the Russian and yeah. the Russian's been good to me. Yeah, over the thing, but Damien Oliver's on it, and yeah. I'm a massive fan. But um, mm-hmm. Danny O'Brien's got it. So any horse that Danny O'Brien's got, mm-hmm. he's going to go all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the Russian. Yep, and I like I like a couple. Very yep. very elegant keeps coming into my mind. That's yep. probably a value. Go and have a look at his training number twenty three as well. Yeah, D O'Brien. D O'Brien, Miami yep. Bound. It's a bit of a roughie for me, but um, yeah, it uh, it'll go. It'll well need rain. My book. It'll need rain. It's going to be twenty nine. It is going to be twenty nine, and that might make that. Might take the sting out of a couple of them, um, and particularly maybe the overseas one. I mean, isn't it interesting about the overseas raiders? Their form lines, when you read them, are impeccable. Mm. Um, you know, second in the Arc de Triomphe, and you know, beating the best horse in the world three times, and yet they come here and they either get spooked, mm. or it's too hot, or they don't like the closeness of the racing. Mm. So, the ones that have been here before, 
you probably tend to sort of lean it toward yeah. a bit because they've yeah. gone. Well, hang on, I don't get this bump and grind back in you know, back in Dublin and back in Scotland and at Royal Ascot, mm. but I come here and it's like trying to get into a nightclub. You know, it's <laughs> you know we're shoulder to shoulder and yeah. you know flo- whipping other people's horses by mistake because we're all that close. But yeah. uh, and that's as much about the jocks. But I think most, uh, I think all the jocks that are riding have all uh, might have all gone around. There's there's a few that um, whose names uh, haven't come into my uh, haven't come into my book uh, like uh, Declan Bates. I'm not familiar with his work uh, overly, no. uh, but most of the others have all uh, have all had a crack. I think so. Well, look, Aidan O'Brien is a great yes. Irish trainer. He's got a few. Yeah, right? he so does. he's got um, Anthony Van Dyke, um, yep. which is oh. a very good horse. It's um, run in the Caulfield Cup. Rutsy yeah. was outstanding. It's yeah. literally come from second last on the turn, and he declared that it was going quicker across the line, yeah. uh, and and not slowing down. And yeah. only needed another fifty metres, he was home. He's so, got. He's also got the favourite Tiger Moth. Um, there's which, l- um, there's lots of discussion around that. Um, I don't think it's raced enough. N- well, I, I, I'm. I've got the question mark across it too, and at eight dollars, I'm not. I'm not going to have a bar of it, to mm. be honest. But mm. I mean, I'm, look, it might be in a multiple, but um, yeah, there's lots of hype about it. But uh, I, it's not. It doesn't sit well with me. No, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I actually don't know why it's favourite. So anyway, that's, that's that's what it is. And the other one that gets a lot of discussion is Sir Dragonhead, of course, who won the Cox Plate. But um, it's a fair bit longer than the Cox Plate. This one, yeah. Yeah. It's got Bossy on board, which is always a good thing. Try another kilometre. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, so, 800 metres to be precise. It's, it's, it's a fair bit. So, yeah, there's a couple. So the ones I, I sort of are throwing a, a blanket over are probably uh, Anthony Van Dyke. I like Very Elegant. I like The Russian. I like Prince of Aaron. Yep. And I keep looking at Finch because no. he's been very competitive uh, in his last couple of runs. He's had a bit of a break. Um, he'll certainly run it out, but... Um, yeah, I'm just keeping an eye on that one. So, might come down to on the day, just see where the money's money's going. But um, I, I do like Prince of Aaron. I think it's a, it's not a moral, Scotty. No. Gamble responsible. What about the free? So, what about the Freedies? Freedies have got number nineteen there in warning. So uh, last year's uh, Derby winner. Yep. Uh, loves the track. Um, only two wins have been on the track and showed in the Turnbull that he was uh, he's going really well. Um, so you can't, I mean, you know, Friedman's have won Melbourne Cups before, so, I mean, it's... Um, this is the, it, uh, this is Anthony and Sam, the... Uh, the correct. The younger. The younger, yeah, mm. that's, that's correct. So, um, mate, there's a, there's a bunch of them, it's a drag and, in there. And, and the great thing about the Cup, right, there's, there's always a chance to get a roughie up into a placing, so you get value for your, you know... Your With mind, really your good value, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, you're talking... Of, you, you know, if we're talking about, I mean, Prince of Aaron, you know, at, at, at ten bucks, um, I reckon that might be under a touch, uh, but very elegant at thirteen. That's going to give you some value. Yeah. Um, even you know, and, and I'm pretty keen on Anthony Van Dyke um, at eight bucks. You know, I mean, it's not it's not sitting there at two ten, two fifty, or you know, you're going to get value uh, almost wherever you go. Well, there's no Maccabi Divas running around this year. It would nah. start at a dollar. Nah. But then, <laughs> so. what about? I mean, you, you know, you. This is the thing. I, I, I find you. You go and watch this race. All of a sudden, something bobs up, and you go, oh, "I didn't even look at that." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like surprise baby. Okay, lately race six year old finished a length from Van de Clare 
in the cup last year. Mm. A length, right? So, Ramwell and the Turnbull is a winning chance again this year. Craig Williams, the jock. Um, Paul Preska. Yeah, uh, I, haven't, pre- I haven't pre- even looked at that one. That's what I'm saying. This is, And I do this every year. I just go... Oh, I've I've got more numbers than Tets Lotto, right? <laughs> you know, I've, I've boxed up more things than Australia Post could even imagine <laughs> shipping, and then I go, I, I never looked at Perzan, <laughs> I never looked at Streatham Albion, <laughs> I, I I didn't look at Ashran, <laughs> and yet they're all there on their merit. Yeah, well, they're so, all absolutely. You know, they that's the that's the whole. Pe- you know, Twilight Payment. You know, it's an Irish horse. It's I don't know. I'm going, to, I'm going to have to have a different approach this year. I think, Rutsy. I tell you what. If if, <laughs> if if the horse calls, the chosen one gets up. I'll give up, right? Because that's an omen name that a lot of a lot of people go. Oh, the chosen one. Yep, that's what I've chosen. And that will win. Yep, but it's fifty-one bucks. But if it got up, yeah, I know. Sets your day well, up well, on the bolly. Well, you're going all right, aren't you? <laughs> you're going all right. Yeah, you'd be able to buy a couple more, you know, marinated tomatoes. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so yeah. anyway, so for the record, Scotty, that's for the record. All right. Come on. Um, my one, two, three. I'm going to write these down. Write these one, down two, and we'll uh, hold ourselves to account. All right. Good. Uh, first place, number 12, Prince of Aaron. So, so first place, number 12 for you. Yes. Second, Anthony Van Dyke. Uh, the Van Dyke. The number stuff. one. The number one. Number three. Uh, third. Third. Russian Camelot, number 15. 15. 12, 12 one, one and 15. 15. Will be in my exotics. All right. Well, I uh, you, you can write these down for me. I'm just going to go right see over here in this visual medium that we're on. This is magnificent. Good right. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to go uh, the Dykster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As my top pick. Yeah. Um, so number one, I'm I am going to have uh, I am going to have Jamie um, in there at Prince Baron. So I'm going to yeah. go. Uh, I'm going to go twelve. And I can't decide whether that's second or third, because I'm going to box these anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And I actually probably want the, the Aaron to get up. Um, and I'm going to go, I am going to go wide, um, and I am going to go back to uh, to the horse I was just telling you about. Uh, oh, Miami uh, Bound. Uh, well, it was uh, Miami, yeah, either Miami Bound, and I, and I can't decide on this, so I'm still uh, either... Well, you can box four. I, well, I might even box four, and I might just have that 50 cents, right? Yeah. So, which means I've got half, which means I've got, I, I, can, I can pop four in there. No, the, the other one um, the, the other one I wanted was... Uh, oh, the one I was just telling you about with... Um, yeah, how am I going? I'm yeah, going not well. No, no, I'm not going very well at all. I'll find it. Just, uh, just bear with me. Uh, James coming? No, no. Uh, the uh, Melum? No. Jamie? I've got no. I can no. see why you're having trouble picking um, winners. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't even find something I spoke to you about three minutes ago. So I'm not going very well at all. I, no, I'll, I'll get there. Oh no. Surprise baby. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, so that's value. With crate, well, it's $9. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't decide between the 13 or the 23, but I think I might pop them both in then. You know, and I might even... How uh, are we going, though? Because we haven't even discussed last year's race winner, Aaron Declare. Oh, gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Jamie Mott, ripping good jock. Yeah. Last year's winner, and it's at $34. Yeah. 
I mean, we've got to put it in. It's obviously we, trained we've, off. So now I'm up to five horses. So it's now <laughs> going to cost me sixty. Bucks What's a for, box tri- trifecta with twenty-four horses? Uh, about eight million four hundred twenty-five thousand. Well, I mean, a box that's where you're heading. Well, a box for five horses yeah. is sixty bucks. Yeah. So you're going to have that for fifty. You're going to have that for fifty percent share at thirty bucks. That's it. Uh, but we, you've sort of you've got to put the three. In, I don't think you've you? got to you've got to have a bit of value around it. Well, yeah. I just you know, and then uh, we completely. Uh, oh no, you did have you did have Oliver with Russian Camelot. Yeah, I got the Russian. The, uh, I like the Russian righto. All right, well, I okay. hope that's uh, educa- educated all of our listeners. Yeah. And <laughs> all those numbers, them. completely ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, after the break, Gee, that's I want... clicked along, isn't it? Yeah, clicks along. After the break, um, we're going to play our first song yep. in our Kiss theme. Right. Um, Is it by Kiss? <laughs> well, it's not actually. It's, it's, uh, by, by dint of just a perverse thing, oh. I've picked songs about Warning. kissing, not bands called Kiss. Oh, okay. So I don't know. That's just. I was going wide. That's just me. <laughs> Back in a minute. Right out. For the City of Kingston's Australia Day Awards are now open. You can nominate an individual or a community group if they've made a noteworthy contribution to the City of Kingston. Recognise their outstanding service and achievements by nominating them for an award. It's quick and easy to nominate. Just head to kingston.vic.gov.au forward slash Australia Day. Nominations close 5pm Monday the 9th of November. Southern FM sponsor. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1800 512 348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. Easily 
Excess there, mate. Oh, Kiss the dirt. Well, in fact, uh, this week uh, voted the goat. Really? As greatest of all time. Oh, some listeners of a uh, another airway. Oh, the NXS got the uh, goat. so they got uh, they got the nod. Uh, but there was some. Uh, I think I shared with you last week. You know, I mean, Paul Kelly was in there at number thirteen, and yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I just yeah, look NXS probably. Uh, I think the chisels were number. To really? I'll go back and find the list because I'd like I'd like it. to debate it with oh, you. Um, that's right, given my the wheelhouse. Af- given the aficionado that you are, I dare so, say um, my top ten would be very different from theirs. Yeah, uh, oh, just about that's <laughs> that's the bit of the day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Odds on, Odds on. on. It's in the black. <laughs> hey, um, so yeah. songs about kissing. Yes, um, right. and here's one for the two smoking guns calendar of days. Ah, can you just circle July six? July the It's 6th. International Kissing Day. Oh, so after we've just had Independence Day two days earlier, now we've got International Kissing Day. International Kissing Day, July 6th. So here's right. some fun facts about kissing, Scotty. <laughs> right, okay. You don't know where this is going, Oh, I've got no idea. Where's, where's that off button? Kissing, <laughs> kissing is good for you. It's yep. got a few benefits. Yep. It, help, it can help reduce dermatitis and blemishes. Oh, lovely. It can help <laughs> fight tooth decay. Because it produces extra saliva. I reckon some people it might actually promote tooth decay. Kissing for one minute can burn 26 calories. Bloody hell. Mm. Um, and when practiced regularly, kissing may even add a few years to your life. One study, this is an unverified study, yes. claimed that men who kiss their wives every morning before leaving for work live five years longer than those who don't. Do they want to? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very On good. On the other hand, yeah. kissing can spread germs. One pet can contain up to 80 million new bacteria. Yeah, that's concerning. That's concerning. Yep. That's a Did you know that we spend two weeks of our lives kissing? On average, people spend about 336 hours snogging. Right. Of their life. Really? There you go. Yeah, okay. Lips are like snowflakes. None of them are the same? As with frosty crystals and human fingerprints, no two lip impressions are the same. Right. Why do we kiss with our eyes closed, Scotty? Mm, got me. Most people can't focus on anything as close as a face at kissing distance, so closing your eyes saves them from looking at a distracted blur. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. How long should a kiss last, Scotty? Uh, about two seconds. Well, according to another unverified survey, yep. singles say their ideal kiss lasts at about 10 seconds. Right. Huh? Yep. Okay. Now... Scotty, the longest real-world kiss lasted longer than 10 seconds. Yeah, I reckon it went for about three days. In 2013, <laughs> a Thai couple, yes. Ekachai and Laksana Tiranarat, smashed their previous world record of 46 hours. They kissed without a break for 58 hours, 35 minutes and 58 seconds, which beat the their existing record. That's a long time to hold your breath. It certainly is. We're breathing through your nose for yeah, that time. I, 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 yeah, I, yes. I think it would have had assistance with something to help him breathe. And in America, it wouldn't surprise you uh, that there's some arcane laws about kissing. Well, yeah. Right? Yep. In Indiana, it is illegal for men with moustaches 
to habitually kiss human beings. Oh, right. It's an old law. I don't think it's actually been punished or it might be one particular upheld. part of society that might be really problematic for. And in Colorado, Bikes. in Logan County, a man is forbidden to kiss a woman while she's asleep. <laughs> don't know how they're going to. Why? I don't know how they're going to bust them. Why? And in Hartford, Connecticut, yes. men are apparently prohibited from kissing their wives on Sundays. <laughs> uh, can I say it? Only in America. Only in America. <laughs> Only in America. Hey, uh, it's go. going to be an interesting week this week, isn't it? Um, in the US of US of A. US of A. Did you watch it? <laughs> Did you watch the Borat movie? I watched the Borat movie. Oh, how good. What was Rudy Giuliani oh, what was he doing? Thinking? What was he Gee thinking? whiz. She's too old for you. Old <laughs> you for must you. you must leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like how much for her? <laughs> he's uh he's very polarizing, isn't he? But I oh. I tell you what, he, he's just brilliant. I mean, is he almost genuinely the only person on the planet that could be so politically incorrect and still get away and with get it. Get away with it, yeah. Hey? It's, it's, I mean, his stuff is out. It, I mean, it's outrageous. It is. I mean, it is. Absolutely outrageous. It is. Um, but I, I, there's something in our DNA that it's not that we want to offend those people that no. might be offended. But it goes back to the it's back to the Paul Hogan days and the Benny Hill days and you know it was just funny stuff. What's great and about it, him is he's really um, exposing how ignorant Americans are. Oh, 100%. You know, and that's, oh, 100%. That's, that's the whole yep. premise of his character, yep. um, which is sheer genius. And there's only there's five or six scenes in that movie that I was crying. Yeah, that. yeah, no, it and and sometimes. He says stuff that you'd actually like to say yourself, yes. potentially, and you go, oh, I'm thinking like you, brother, but I can't, I can't say, it. say it. But you're, you're on the silver screen, and you're getting away with it. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's just, uh, I mean, the, the bride at home uh, was sitting with me watching it, and <laughs> she did look across a couple of times and just, give just, it the, what sure. the heck is this? But uh, oh, I we, think, we rush as a family. <laughs> oh, that's Family seriously. Show. Hey, uh, before it runs away from us, um, 1st of November also um, is the uh, demarcation point for something else. Today? Um, Movember. Oh, Movember, yes. Movember. So uh, you're going to have to carry me because yeah. I've got more chance of growing a third leg than I have of growing a <laughs> mow inside 30 days. Love it. Uh, but you, this, you, uh, go, you go well. I'll, I'll have a crack at it. You go well. I so um, I saw. So, I was almost going to go and sort of get one of those little, you know, fake ones today. Just, <laughs> I might have to do that in the coming the weeks just, just to participate. So uh, anyway, very good call. So we do, we do have the US election on, on Tuesday. Yes, we, we, won't, we won't get a result on the Tuesday. You know that. No, it'll, it might even take, it could take a couple of months, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've got to count all the votes. Hey? I don't know why they don't start counting them, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so where we were at, where we're up to is um, Biden's got a lead at the moment. According to the polls, about seven percent or something, seven or eight percent. Is it? He's made small gains in Georgia, North Carolina, crept up on, in Texas, but the president's making gains in Florida and Pennsylvania. So he's got an average of about. Uh, he's got fifty-one point four percent of the vote. Trump's got forty-three point five percent, according to polls. Right. right. Um, and um, I just thought 
we should give you a bit, bit of a rundown on the two contenders, Scotty. Yes. I saw this in the paper. I try to ignore them if I can, but anyway, I'm oh, happy no, for well, you. This, this, is, this is all we'll do in, on In politics. pursuit of entertainment. All we'll do on <laughs> politics is this. Okay. Joseph R. Biden Jr., yep. full name, age 77. Yep. Birthplace, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, of course. Democrat. Is. Yep. Education, University of Delaware, Syracuse University Law School. Mm-hmm. He's been married twice. His first wife, Nelia, died. Right. And his current wife, uh, Jill Jacobs. He's got four children, Ashley Hunter Bo, who died in 2015, right. and Naomi, who died in 1972. Right. So he lost his wife and his daughter in 72. Wow. Mm. In the same year? Same year. It's terrible. That's shocking. He's had a career as a defence lawyer, a senator, and his former vice president under Obama. Favourite sport, football. Yeah. Did you know Joe Biden grew up with a debilitating stutter for which he never had any formal therapy? He overcame it by reciting poetry in front of a mirror so he could monitor and control facial distortions that come with stuttering. To this day, he can spout long passages of Irish poetry from memory. Right. He likes, likes, I love this, likes. Yes. Trains. 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 Planes and automobiles. Football, skiing, <laughs> motorbikes, ice cream and Ray-Bans. Ray-Bans? Yes. He's got aviators that he's yeah, wearing yeah, at the right. minute. Ray-Ban so aviators. Right. Yeah, okay. Dislikes bullies. Yeah. Because he was bullied at school. Yeah. And alcohol. Right. Mm. He won't win. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this other problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I don't know what the affliction is, but um, he goes to say the word Donald... And the word George comes out. Yeah. Did you is. see that? He's got an affliction. Yes. Yes. So George over here, <clears throat> Mr. Trump, George Trump, George whoever Trump. George Trump is, <laughs> did you see his wife? She couldn't find a rock big enough to, oh, to crawl under. No, Sitting no. next to him going, you've no, just no, called the no, president no, of no. the United States, George, twice. <laughs> Speaking of which, his yes. opponent is Donald J. Trump, yes. age 74. Yep. So that's the battle of the, um, you know... Oldies. Oldies. Yep. Birthplace, Queens, New York. Yep. Republican, obviously. Yep. Education, Wharton School of Finance, a BS in economics. I don't know whether that means it's a bullshit in economics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's had, a, he's had three wives. He's had, yeah. um, the first one was Ivana. Ivana. Ivana Zelnikova, divorced. Yep. yep. Then Marla Maples, divorced. Oh, that's right, Marla. And then now Melania, Naus. Mm. He's got five kids. Ivanka, Eric, Donald Jr., Tiffany, and Baron. I don't think I've even... Baron's the young one he's got with Melania. Yeah, that's that keeps bobbing up and going around on airplanes. real estate developer, brand name, and former reality TV star. Oh, please. Favourite sport, golf. And I'm going to talk about his golf in a minute. Don't worry about that. Did you know Donald Trump has a germ phobia and prefers not to shake hands? He likes... No. He likes Twitter... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Maccas? Uh, oh, yeah. KFC? He's, he's big on Maccas, apparently. Loves Maccas. Yeah. Gold casinos? Gold casinos. Beauty pageants? Oh, <laughs> sweet spot. Red ties? Yep. Fake Oops. tans? Yep. <laughs> Reality shows? Yep. And Florida? And comb-overs. And comb-overs. <laughs> he dislikes yeah. New York, taxes, <laughs> oh. And fun. celebrities. Oh, too. Oh, celebrities. <laughs> oh, really? Until it suits him. So, um, oh, that's hilarious. So it's been an interesting election. I mean, there's there's a groundswell that, that think Biden will win, but um, he's proven the um, proven people wrong before, hasn't he? 
Yes, and in fact, I caught a little snippet. Uh, are you familiar with the work of um, one Mr. Mike Moore? Yes. Who's very sort of anti-everything politics and takes the, the P15S out of most of them. Yes, he does. He said, uh, if you think for a minute that the gap between them is what it is, he said, Harvard. Yeah. And he said, Harvard again, because he said, that's how close it is. Well, there's a lot of people in, the, in, his where, in, where, in his where he's campaigning that will say to you that they won't publicly uh, disendorse him or, or, or knock yeah. him, but they'll probably vote for him. Yeah. Because they're sick of all politicians and they see him as a, you know, just a non-mainstream sort it, of take away Take away the lunacy, um, which is hard to do, mm. uh, re- remove that. Remove the um, words that he just makes up that aren't even in the Oxford uh, Dictionary. Um, remove everything that's completely um, uh, unimaginable uh, by him. In terms of um, charisma, uh, I mean, I, I find him a bit... I find him a bit like Jeff Kennett was. Just, just get on and do it, right? Don't care what anybody actually thinks. It's, it's almost in the Jeff Kennett, Sam Newman. I don't care what you think. You know, Ricky Gervais... You can say what you want. doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, and the part of me thinks that's what people actually like. I mean, he's gone and caught up with, um, you know, uh, two Bob Nuclear uh, Tin Boy uh, Rocket Man. Your rocket Man. Right? Yeah. He's gone and done that. Um, Putin. He, he likes Putin. He, correct. So he's gone and done a whole bunch of this stuff. The presidents before have almost been on the brink of World War Three, and he goes, if you think you're going to get away with that, you can think again. Now, I'm coming to your shore, and we're going to go from North Korea down to South Korea and say hello to them as well. Yeah. He, he's done some... And don't get me wrong. I'm not a, I, I sit there in disbelief listening and watching this buffoon. Mm. But he believes in his stuff so much... That it starts to become believable by the by the followers. By definition, I yeah. mean, it, but isn't it? It's uh, anyway. It's only my opinion, but uh, you know. And again, don't get me wrong for a minute. That the fact that this is the leader of the free world it scares the absolute both of them off me. Mm. <laughs> um, but he, you know, Biden. <laughs> yeah, what are you getting? What are you? It's almost it's it looks like he's been pulled out of um, the, what, the Madame Two Swords, <laughs> you know. Then he, he just stands there in the aviators and sort of puts an arm out and stops a bit and comes back. It's as though it's a little mechanical piece. Yeah. But anyway, um, it is what it is, old son. It until is, it's not, as the old saying Correct. goes. All right. Well, listen. We'll take a break. Again, when we come back, here we go. I want to talk to you about uh, Donald Trump and golf. Oh, this okay. is very funny. Ouch. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From financial stress to relationship challenges, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. Hey, it's Peter Siddle here for the McGrath Foundation. Every year, Pink Stumps Day gives people a chance to turn their cricket game pink and help raise much-needed funds for McGrath breast care nurses. And this year, there are even more ways to get involved and also be in the running to win some great prizes. You can get out by pinking up your local cricket club, you can stay in and pink up your backyard match, or go virtual by pinking up your social media. 
To play your way or to register your club, go to pinkstumpsday.com.au. You made me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. I know something about love. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. (laughs) Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays 11am here on 88.3 Southern FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green
Ah, so they, they would be in my top ten. The yes. models. The, the great models. Oh, they're fantastic. Band. We love the models. Absolutely fantastic. Band. Um, so I want to talk to you about golf. I've been playing a bit. It's been nice to be getting out and having a round. We must have a, a round too, We Scotty. must, old son. Absolutely. And I couldn't help but notice a little snippet in the paper where Joe Hockey, who's the yeah. uh, ambassador to the US, the former ambassador. Former. Um, he was telling, uh, uh, in an interview, he said, Donald Trump's very competitive on the golf course. <laughs> He said, "He does the odd sledge at the wrong time, just on your backswing." Um, yes, and uh, and he cheated a bit, so uh, that prompted me to. We had this brief discussion in a previous show, but um, can I share the one other piece with yes. you about that? Just yes. very briefly, is that he also shared a piece around. Um, uh, they're on a particular hole, and Joe was, well, I don't know, call it 170 metres out or something, and uh, the president was ahead of him because the president. Is allowed. He's allowed to drive his own golf cart onto every green. Yes, I know. <laughs> right. So uh, Joe's gone. Prez, I'm just going to lay up. So can you just move? To which the president allegedly has turned around and gone. No, no, just hit me. Just, just aim for me. Come on, just, just hit me. So as uh, Joe put it. You have to do what the President of the United States says. So he's gone back to his golf bag, he's pulled out another club, and he's uh, addressed the ball. Uh, and just before he's about to take a swing, um, I think a member of the Secret Service came up behind Joe mm. and just had a quick a quick word. Uh, Joe, may, may I have a quick word? Um, it wouldn't be a good idea, Joe, for you to hit the President of the United States. That might not end well for you, yeah. uh, of which uh, I think you then got his putter out in yeah. about 30 minutes up the track. So, uh, so yes, there's uh, all sorts of very, very funny things. Um, apparently, uh, he's not one that you particularly would enjoy playing with, I don't think. No, well, there's a great book, all right. there's a great book written by a guy called Rick Riley. Yes. Uh, it's called Commander and Cheat, How Golf Explains Trump. <laughs> and... Um, he goes on about his cheating, and I'm going to take you through this because it's uh, unpacking this is uh, tells you a lot about him. Good. He says uh, his opening line is to say Donald Trump cheats is like saying Michael Phelps swims. <laughs> he cheats when people are watching. He cheats when they aren't. He cheats whether you like it or not. He cheats because that is how he plays golf. If you're playing golf with him, he's going to cheat. And uh, in layman, yeah, so. He's a former Sports Illustrated columnist. He's played with Trump. He's spoken to dozens of players, amateur and professional, to recount some of the president's worst cons on the golf course, starting with his declared handicap. Do you know what his declared handicap is? No. 2.8. <laughs> now, to put, to put this into context for people that don't know what a handicap is, the lower the better, right? Yep. So, for instance, Jack Nicklaus, who won 18 golf major titles, um, generally considered the greatest golfer in the history of the game. His handicap is 3.4. <laughs> and Riley says, if Trump is a 2.8, Queen Elizabeth is a pole vaulter. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly oh, after he became goodness. president, Trump yep. played with Tiger Woods, who was then the world's number one, Dustin Johnson and uh, Brad Faxon. Mm-hmm. Given the quality and profile of his companions, you might have thought Trump would have been on his best behaviour. Uh, Not so. So he played with Tiger and he still cheated yep. playing against Tiger yes. Woods. On one hole, Trump dunked a shot in the lake, but as his opponents weren't looking, he simply dropped another ball. And then he hit that in the water as well. Uh, so then he drives up to where it went in, drops another ball and hits it on the green. Just right. carries on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and no penalty, I bet. And the actor Samuel L. Jackson played around with him. 
And um, he hooked a ball into the lake at Trump National, um, and his caddy told him he found it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the the scuba gear was for? (laughs) Come on. The boxer... Oscar De La Hoya and Alice Cooper, the, the singer, he's a mad golfer. Yeah, he's a very good golfer, um, They've both seen the same thing. Um, it's, they said, it's down to his caddy, since no matter how far into the woods he hits the ball, it's in the middle of the fairway when we get there. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he doesn't just tamper with his own balls. Oh, no! <laughs> During a game with Mike Tirico, who's an ESPN football announcer, yeah. Mike... Trico hit a 230-metre three-wood to an elevated green he couldn't see, but he knew it was close. Yep. yep. When he got to the putting green, his ball was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> it was 50 foot left of the hole in a bunker. Oh, stop it. Made no sense until Trump's caddy caught up with him after the round and said, you know that sh- shot you hit on the par five? Yeah. It was about 10 foot from the hole, yep. but Trump threw it in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disgraceful. Even Dr- Trump's golf courses lie. As the owner of 14 golf clubs and with his name on another five, Trump has been known to wildly exaggerate their standing in course rankings, overvaluing them and even playing fast and loose with their locations. <laughs> oh, my huh? God. And um, there's, a, there's a quote on his course at Bedminster... Um, with a quote from renowned course architect Tom Fazio that says, this is the best design I've ever done. Except that's not true because Fazio said I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) In a game where etiquette is everything, Riley reports that Trump never takes his cap off for the end of the round handshake, nor does he remove it in the clubhouse afterwards. What? Presumably for fear of what damage a sweaty round might have done to that hairstyle. Yes, it might just peel off. (laughs) He's known to drive his golf cart onto the putting green, yep. which, which Riley says an offence likens to an offence hanging your laundry in the Sistine Chapel. You know, <laughs> it's not something you do on a golf course. Uh, nice um, analogy. But he said he's, he's actually a handy golfer, but he seems incapable of playing by the rules, and he doesn't even really care. And he sums it up by saying, golf is like bicycle shorts. It reveals a lot about a man. <laughs> <laughs> He is an inveterate cheater. I mean... On the golf course. You you just wouldn't want to play with him, would you? No, it'd be terrible. You'd just go, you know what, thanks, but thanks, you're mate. a cheat, mate. You're a so, cheat, mate. Yeah. Don't, play, don't no, like cheats. Don't play with cheats. No. See ya. So, anyway, that's, uh, he's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he, a little bit? But if you're Joe Hockey and you're the uh, ambassador to the United States um, and uh, Trumpy rings you up and says, we're playing golf... Then you're playing golf. Well, he did say too, didn't he, uh, Joe Hockey, that he played with Bill Clinton one yes, time. Yes, he did. And he says he's a good guy, yeah, good nice storyteller, guy. but he's yep. a bit of a cheat as well. Yeah. the uh, I think it was something in the realm of what a gimme was. Yes. Yeah. 40 foot from the hole. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, now, so. what? Uh, it's a very good question, though. Uh, uh, question without notice. Mm. What? What? Do you think constitutes a gimme? Is it is it a, is it different for the different people you play against, or have you got a set? No, uh, have you got a set scenario whereby oh. if it's over, say twenty feet, and you get <laughs> and you get within three cup lengths of the hole, is that a gimme? Oh, it's six inches. It's a gimme. So that 
So is that how big is the hole? About three oh, inches, three four inches, inches? Two, two, two cups. So two cups, but you're what, not going to miss many of those, eh? So uh, no, but my point being, if you're if you've got a six foot putt and you miss, mm. and you miss by two cups, is that a gimme? Well, there's no gimmies in comp. No, 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 not at all. No, this is this, this is, is a mate. This is a mate mateship yeah. thing of mate. Just take it away. Yeah. You, know, you just take it away. Yeah, uh, it just depends on the nature of the social. <laughs> you know, if it's if it's one of those rounds where you're um, you've got the six pack strapped on the back and you're having a good time in carts, yeah. then a gimme's probably a foot. Yeah, no, no, gimme's off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can have this hole. <laughs> but if you're playing comp like I was yesterday, you've right. got to put everything out. No, 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 I ab- no, absolutely concur with that. But I, you know, for me, I mean, if a, if a if you you knock one from forty feet. And you you get within, you know. Well, I think a, that's the general thing. I, a, a foot of, a foot good, of the cup. Good part, have that mate. That's what I mean. Yeah. But if you're six feet out and you miss the cup by that much, well, you're, play on. I might just <laughs> I just might make you play that. So, <laughs> because I reckon it's that whole psychological piece. Well, I mean, it was, you, that's, you, that's how my game ended yesterday because it was father son comp. Oh right. Um, me versus my son. Yes. Um, and we both had 35 points. Ah. But I was I went into the last hole. I'd sunk a good putt on the 17th. Yes. Uh, about a six-footer. Where'd you play? Benny, Long Island. Oh, oh, nice. And it went in, so I had a two-shot lead. Yep. And par three, um, par three last hole, it's actually not, but we were playing start off 10, so it's actually the ninth. But um, I hit mine in the pot. Sun hit his on the green. Yep. Two out of the bunker. Not very good in oh, bunkers. Oof. Then a chip, so I'm line four with yep. a still about a five footer. Right, Jack sinks his uh, par, yep. gets his two points back. I had the shot to get one point, and I sunk it. <laughs> <laughs> Very because I did say, uh, and all the other guys, the two guys we're playing with, were really good. They said we'll putt out because we want all the pressure to be on you because <laughs> it's entertaining. Very good. And I said, well, no, no, gimme. Said, no, we don't give five foot gimmies, mate. Is that a private course, Long Island? Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that is that reciprocal off national? It's owned by national. Ah, mm. there you go. Mm. Excellent. So, um, how was the track? Oh, wonderful, magnificent, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I've never played at Long Island. Well, I'll get you down there when we can yeah. take guests. No, I'd like to. I'd like to do that. Thank you. Um, now nice. that's golf and uh, that's Trump. So we're and done with him. Cheating. And cheating. <laughs> we're and cheating. over. All done. Dusted. <laughs> all silent. <laughs> no more bids. No. Sold. Finished. Now, uh, <laughs> in sad news, Scotty. I know we lost, we lost someone yesterday. I thought it was a hoax when I actually read it this morning. You know, yeah. sometimes they, some idiots post something and go, oh, you know, so-and-so's passed away and it's actually just a whole lot of baloney, but this is true. Yeah, we, we lost uh, Sean Connery. <sighs> yes, yes, we did. Yes, yes. Um, 90. Good knock. Yeah, good knock. Good knock. But still. Um, but still very sad. Mm. Um, synonymous with playing the suave, sexy and sophisticated British secret agent uh, James Bond. Bond. James he was Bond. the first to play Bond and, in my opinion, the best. Yep. Um, yes, he died overnight. He slept in the Bahamas after being unwell for, for a long time. Long and distinguished career. Academy Awards, um, all of that stuff. Some great films. And um, married twice. Um, and, um, yeah, very sad. But I, I, was, I was trying to knuckle down and work out all of the Bond films he was in. 
who lives in the first, well, the first one. five or six yeah, is my yeah, recollection. Because right. do you recall we we had some fun facts about him as well? And I'll I'll, I'll let you run through the films, but yeah. um, only to overlay, but sort of pardon the pun. Remember, he played with the toupee in every one of those films. Yes, you remember because he, he went bald early. He went bald early. Yeah, that's right. Remember? Fun fact. Yep. Uh, Doctor No was his first one. Yep, all the way back in 1962. I was going to. I thought it'd be about mid 60s. Yeah, 62. It's a while back. Go. Yeah, before the um, yeah somewhere in there. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was not far behind. From yet. Russia with Love. Yes, was the, was was another one. Yep, Goldfinger of course. Goldfinger, it's a very famous sure. Goldfinger. Yep. Then he did Thunderball. Oh yeah, good film. Yeah, Thunderball. good film that yep. one. Then you only live twice. I've got the box set of them all at home. Yeah. yeah. It's a beauty. And then Diamonds Are Forever. Forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did that one. And um, I think that was all he did, wasn't Who it? was um which one was Pussy Galore in? She was in Goldfinger. Goldfinger, wasn't she? was she? I think so. I wasn't sure about that. I never say never again. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And So what's that? About six? That's yeah, we had him up. We had him up. Um, that, that was it, I think. I think he was in so what's that? Doctor No, from Russia with Love, Goldfingers three, three. Then you got Thunderball four. Yep. You only live twice five. Yep. Diamonds are forever six. Yep. And was that, he in? Uh, oh no, he wasn't. Oh, in, I'd never say never again. Seven. Seven. Was it in Moonraker? Was he? That no, was uh, no. That was the um, the other guy. Right. Yeah. So seven. seven. And then uh, I just wrote down another couple of um, sort of magnificent films he's been in. Um, Indiana Jones. Yes, yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Plays Brilliant. the, and the, plays last the father in The Last yeah. Crusade. Yeah. Um, the Hunt for Red October. That was the great movie. How plays brilliant. the submarine captain. Yeah, absolutely brilliant movie. Just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Well, he's been um, in a few. He was oh, in The Untouchables. The Untouchables. He was brilliant in The Untouchables show. too. I like, yes. I like that one. Yep. He was in that. He was in um, A League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen, Gentlemen just recently. Yes. Oh, about seven odd years ago. Yep. He was in that, which was good. Um, oh, he was in um, Dragonheart. And Dragonheart. First, he played King Arthur in First Night. Oh, yes, he did too. Um, and he was in a Robin Hood one yep. um, as well. He was and very adaptable, wasn't he? Hunt for Red October, you mentioned, a great movie. Yep. Indiana Jones, you mentioned, great movie, Untouchables, Name of the Rose. Name of the Rose, yes, um, it was. They're probably, he's been in a few good ones. Yep. He's done all right. Done a murder <laughs> on the Orient Express back in the ah, 70s. Ah, good wow. film too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember seeing, I, uh, I don't know when the very, very first original of that film was, but I remember being a young tacker and going with sort of a group of kids up to the uh, the classic in Elstonwick, if yes. you recall. Still the, there. Uh, yes, I know. Um, it's one of those things. I, in fact, I pointed out to my kids. We're up there sort of about 12 months ago having a, having a bite to eat somewhere. I said, do you know what, what that is over there? And I said, it's a movie theatre. And they said, what's that, Dad? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit like the handle in the car. What does that do? Yeah. It wants a window down. Um, so, yes, they were staggered. But I, I reckon I was about uh, eight or nine, so a little while ago. And we went up there as a group. We're in uh, Scouts, as a matter of fact. And they trotted us up the road to go and see Murder on the Earth Express at age eight or nine. And Why not? Uh, yeah, well, exactly. So um, that was the first time I saw it. So I don't know what year that film was, but I, uh, I, I can share with you that it was um, basically in the sort of mid-late 70s when I saw that. So that's a little while ago. I'll anyway. probably be able to tell you. Oh, you're going to give me a fun fact. I might be able to tell you when it was. 
Uh, from really good. So you that, reckon it was seventies, do you? Yeah, I, it was definitely in the seventies when I saw it ah. for sure. So mm. and I reckon. So I don't know whether it was sort of yeah, released. 70, Seventy-four. There you go. Seventy-four. Wasn't far off, was it? So it was released good. in seventy-four for the first time. Yes. So it must have so been. So I've seen the original. You must have seen the original. Yeah, and it was uh, very, very dark. Uh, a lot. And there wasn't a lot of colour in it. In fact. Was, was well, colour well, even movie out? Movie theatres are supposed to be dark, Scotty. It, well, no, in terms of the picture itself, oh, it right, was very, sort right. of very dark with a you. lot. Because you know, right. there were people being killed in the dark. <laughs> so it was a dark theatre with very dark scenes. <laughs> so we didn't see very much other than screaming <laughs> and then dead bodies <laughs> turning up the middle of nowhere. It was black and white, was it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I reckon it had to have been well, black and white still. Film noir, as they call it. Um, because when did we get colour? About 76, 77? About then. About then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Wasn't, yeah, because was I reckon the it. very first uh, colour grand final I watched was the 77 drawing grand final yeah. at Collingwood North Melbourne. When North Melbourne had the blue shorts. They did indeed. Snake Baker. Uh, Snake Baker. Kicked a bag. Yes. It was a good game. Um, we'll play a little song now. Good. And then we'll come back. I want to hear about some of the stuff that you were telling me about earlier. Yes. Um about the uh, New Zealand issues. Oh, ah, yes, there's some and, interesting um, uh, outcomes. And a bit about what's going on in the Vatican, Scotty. I can share that with you too. All right, well, you might know this song. I mean, you knew the other two. I knew the other two. Uh, here's another song about kissing, yes. which is probably a pretty famous one, this one. So we'll go with this, right? Yeah.
unique voice, that man, and a star, wasn't he? Absolutely, oh, yeah. No, he uh, he punched out some seriously good material across the journey, and sadly, another one who's no longer with us as well. But uh, wasn't he uh, one heck of a performer and, oh, and singer, yeah. and, and quite? A, I think he was quite a prolific writer in his own very life, much wasn't so, he? yeah, and very short. <laughs> yes, he was very short. Now, before you, um, uh, this is an evolving story. Before you go on to uh, the Pope Man, oh, you want the Pope? I want to just give okay. a bit of a shout out to a young, young cricketer we know very well yeah, in the right. family, Willie Perkowski. Right, and um, we know Willie Brighton Grammar Boy. He's, he's uh, played cricket for a long time. He's had his battles with concussion, and he's had his battles with some mental health. But he's just, uh, just in breaking news. Um, he and Marcus Harris, batting for Victoria, have just uh, established the highest Sheffield Shield partnership in history. Wow. So Willie uh, was on 226 not out. Yeah. And his partner, Marcus Harris, 227 not out. So the wow. Vicks, the Vicks are none for 466. Is this the big moppy, yeah. blonde moppy head kid? Yeah, that, uh, blonde moppy head He was almost going to get a call up about a year ago, and then he had so he had a couple of issues he's, that he needed just to yeah, go. Yeah, he's had a bit of a mental health break, but uh, he's, right. he's done a ton of work Brilliant. over the summer, Great. over the, in the winter, and he's back big time and really at 22 pressing hard for an opening slot in the test team. The world is his oyster potential. So just to give you a reference point on this, so it's the highest Sheffield Shield partnership ever, 486. Right? Um, yep. Yeah, what did I say? 466 or whatever. Um, the next best was the War Brothers at, at 464 wow. odd. Yep. Um, then David Hooks and Wayne Phillips, 462. Chris Rogers, Marcus North. 86, 87, 459, etc. So there's a fair good crowd there. That's a, that's a who's who. That's a who's who. Yep. So it's a, that's a 30-year-old record too, the wars. So they busted that. I bet you Bradman's not on any of those lists. No, no. We didn't play any Sheffield cricket, mate. No, because he wouldn't, have let, he wouldn't have let his teammate make runs. He just would have run them out. Yeah. <laughs> so he made them all. <laughs> so how fantastic is that for the young man? That's so brilliant. First, first game back for the Vicks. Straight in. He's never opened before. Uh, normally that's at three, but they said, let's put him up, and um, that's how he responds. So I think he's fairly spot. Do you know what I love the most about that story is that, you know, on the cusp of being sort of launched in 12 months ago, that him or those around him and, and as a collective had the um, intestinal fortitude to say, do you know what, I'm actually not feeling as good as I reckon I need to be and I need some time out and that he gets the support, the, the, the people around him support him, yeah. the, the, you know, the Australian Cricket Association or whoever the body is and he gets given that time where it would have been very easy for him to go, gee whiz, you don't get this opportunity too often. Um, it's now or never, which might have even been a thought in his mind, I don't know. But well done to him and, and all of those people that uh, were around him and supported him to uh, to get him, and, and I'm sure that's why he's having the success that he's having now because he, he's in a good place. He's and in a very good. That's place. a very good thing to know. Well, well said, and he's getting good support, and he's, and he's in a right frame of mind. And there's been no doubt ever about his talent. Yeah, we've, apparently so. We've, we've we've seen him playing, seen him play junior cricket. Yeah, he's right. a star from when he could bloody walk. Can he bowl a bit? Oh, no. Does he bowl? No, no, just he doesn't need to, mate. Just, uh, <laughs> just accumulates runs. Just, just yeah. wiggles the the willow. And a and a nicer young bloke you you, you really will not, you will not meet. Yeah, nice. He's a lovely young yeah, man. Look forward good, to, from a very good family. Look forward so to watching. Congratulations him. to Willie. Yeah, and um, brilliant. Just apropos of nothing, I thought that's a lot of runs, right? Yeah, Without unbroken. Yeah. Um, 
There's only, I looked at the test top 10 partnerships for cricket yep. in test matches. Yep. And there's only four scores better than that in test level. Right. In, in terms of partnerships. Uh, 467, Andrew Jones, Martin Crow in 1991. New Zealanders. Versus Sri Lanka. Yep. 576, this is second, uh, Rohan Mahanamar and Sarnath Jurasaya for Sri Lanka against India in 1997. That would have been on a road. Oh, that just... <laughs> a dusty it, it, road. It, it, there, would have been, there would have been a, uh, you know, one of those bulldozers just <laughs> flattening it out. And the, the highest ever test partnership was Jay Wardner and Kumar Sangakkara for Sri Lanka against South Africa in 2006. 624 partnership. It's not bad against the South Africans, <laughs> is it? pretty good. Huh? They, no. I mean, they, they, Jay Wardner and Sangakkara are stars. Uh, where, where was that played? That was played in Colombo. Oh, yeah, I thought it was on uh, in the Pean Highway. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, that's a lot of hell of a lot of runs. That's a long time out batting, and good on, good on all those. I mean, good you, on we can say it, can't we? You know, it must have, it must have been a, it must have been a road. But you, as you say, you've still got to be out there. Still you've got to concentrate on every ball. You know, goodness knows what the heat was wherever they were playing, because it's a summer sport, so it's likely to be pretty warm. Um, you know, you you got to get every single every single minute right. So um, whether it's a road or not, but uh, certainly the roads are um, more appropriate to play on if you're a batsman. Let's put it that way. What's more enjoyable? Very good, mate. I like those stats. You know, we're a, a bit of a stat show oh, here. We we like our numbers and extrapolations yeah. and those that have uh, exceeded uh, enormously in That's sport true. and other pursuits. Speaking of numbers, I believe right. um, you've got a story on uh, Pope Francis. Uh, um, investigating some well, numbers that look a bit shaky. Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. If you if you recall, I uh, I did dance around carefully the uh, the allegations that have been levelled at uh, one of the uh, one of the members of the Vatican who's now been asked to um, move on. Yes, uh, for the redirection of some funds that may or may not uh, have come here to Australia and may or may not have uh, been distributed to possibly people allegedly that might have had something to do allegedly with the incarceration of Mr Pell. Mm, you have mentioned this, mm, allegedly. And that's where I'm going to leave that piece. <laughs> so right. back in 2013, uh, Pope Francis, he was elected on a mandate to clean up a series of scandals in the century-old institution. Uh, and he's reformed some laws and, f- and fired uh, top financial uh, officials to bring the Vatican, I love this, into line with international transparency money laundering standards. Right. How can you have a money laundering standard Standard. uh, when it's called money laundering? (laughs) Is that like saying, provided that you use that particular account and Joe P over there gets a sling and, uh, you know, a couple of shekels go into the Mother Teresa account, then it's okay? Yeah. <laughs> so let me just go back. Oh, there's acceptable money laundering well, and not acceptable. Well, well, there's standards, apparently. <laughs> so, And he didn't meet the standard. Let me go back, if I may. Uh, so Pope Francis, he's preparing to ram up his fight against corruption in the Vatican. 
just weeks after the shock uh, ousting of a cardinal over embezzlement accusations. So there's not only funds going off to people that shouldn't be getting it, there's, uh, there's the lining of uh, one's own pockets, allegedly. I've had to change many things, and many more will soon change, the Argentine pontiff told Italy's um, and Cronus News Agency about his anti-corruption strategy. I mean, heaven forbid you'd have to think that there's a, an anti-corruption uh, strategy in place with the <laughs> Vatican, uh, uh, allegedly being the world's biggest bank for a start. Um, so I've been so 2013, the 83-year-old forced the resignation of Italian Cardinal Angelo Bucci, who had been accused, I'm reading, so it's uh, he's been accused... Uh, of siphoning off funds destined for poor for the poor uh, to family members of oh, his own. The own. He denies all said charges. Mm-hmm, of course he does. Um, Francis said, uh, th- this last piece is just beautiful. Uh, fr- uh, pope Francis says he'd been warned years ago that if he became pope, uh, what do you think? What do you think that suggested that he should do in order to make sure that uh, his food was okay? Why? When he tastes it first. Get a dog. Oh, really? (laughs) People said the Pope should get a dog and make sure it tasted all of his food. Uh, Hey, Rufus. No! (laughs) Can somebody get Rufus? He's bolted. Um, Am I reckless? A bit careless? I wouldn't know, he said. I don't fear consequences against me. I'm not afraid of anything. Mm. How's that for some powerful stuff out of the uh, out of the out of, of the, the pope out of the big church? Out of the pope master. Uh, so don't worry, don't take him on. He's uh, he's not scared of anybody. Um, so yes, uh, intrigue on so many levels in the Vatican, uh, which is uh, I just think it's just watch this space. That might be the gift that just keeps on giving for us for a little bit. Taken over from Randy Andy and and Co. <laughs> Gee, hasn't that gone quite? Hey, oh. <laughs> Has, uh, Have we has, heard has my... Jelaine Maxwell stuff gone quiet? Oh, gee, I'll tell you. Huh? It's, just, it just, it's almost as though it's a block of ice, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just slowly melting, yeah, and it's yeah. just we've, one we've, day, one day... People are going to go, what, what, what there, was that about? There'll be a little puddle, and then the next day it'll, it'll be gone, and they'll go, where'd that block of ice go? Yeah. Where, where did that story... Oh, oh, no, it's just gone away. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Next. It, uh, it, it, it was just an a, creep, a creeping assumption. Oh, now, here's something you might not know about our friends across the Dutch. The Dutch. The Dutch. New Zealand. Yeah. Dutch, as in not up in Europe, but across, New Zealand, across the ditch. Correct. Um, I read this with great interest, and, and it's certainly an interest in, in respect of the newly re-elected Prime Minister? Jacinda Ardern. She got up again, isn't yeah, she? she, That's she right. com- comprehensively. Yeah, comprehensively. Um, two-thirds of New Zealand voters recently have chosen to legislate, uh, sorry, legislate, have chosen to legalise euthanasia, uh, which seems to be a very passionate thing for them. Um, but a push to legalise marijuana for recreational use has been narrowly defeated. Um, the country's election commission yesterday released the preliminary results of two referendums held on the same day Uh, as the October 17 parliamentary election. So that's a big day. Um, Vote her back in. Vote that you can choose your way that you might Mm. want to depart. And um, and then... uh, No no, uh, no Mexican tomatoes. So can you have some hooch? Um, Of the 2.4 million people who cast ballots, 62.5% voted to support the End of Life Choice Act 2019, the Euthanasia Bill which will now come into effect on November the 6th next year. So it's going to take a year for it to get through. I don't know why, but anyway, it's on the way. 
But the push to legalise recreational cannabis and allow it to be grown and sold under controlled circumstances was defeated. Now, recreational cannabis and controlled circumstances don't seem to be two things that I think would go together. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so whatever those controlled circumstances Well, oh, the controlled was, circumstance would be what, you if gotta, the government controlled the means of distribution. So. Oh, well, what, so old mate who's up at Bentley Market. He's, he's run just, the hooch he's, shop. He's just got a little corner of his yeah. plant market now. Yeah, what's this? Nothing, right nothing wrong uh, with that. So the yes vote uh, had 46.1% support, while 53.1% of people voted no. No. There are still about 480,000 special votes. I don't know what special votes mean, but uh, but they're yeah, over- Bruce McAvaney. Yeah, vote. they're special. <laughs> they're the overseas ones, Rutsy, and they're to be counted, but these would uh, have to favour legalising marijuana overwhelmingly in order to change the result. That being said, the margin of victory for the yes vote for euthanasia is already too large to be overturned. So mm. it's uh, it's going to... It's going to hold on, as they say. What's the what's the position in Australia? I know in the Northern Territory, uh, uh, legal, legal. I don't yeah. know if it is in Victoria. It's it's for medicinal purposes. There's um, it's legalised, mm. but again, you have to be registered and controlled. What about euthanasia? Of, uh, I think we it's legal uh, in the Northern Territory. I think we're a long way behind. It's a long way behind. Yeah, I mm. think so. Um, that's a that's a debate for another day. It's a big ethical that's debate. A, that's a can of worms. That one. And legal. Um, mm. And yet it shouldn't be, should it? It shouldn't it be a can of worms. I mean, it should it should be discussed. Yeah, um, and vigorously, and and really to get well, what is the right outcome? Mm. I mean, there are you know those that are for and those that are against are passionate about their respective views, aren't they? Mm. Um, here we go. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's spokesman told stuff. That must be a newspaper stuff uh, yesterday that she had voted yes for both referendums. Good on. Uh, marijuana is already legal uh, for medicinal purposes, and that will not change the result of the vote. Aaron Ironside, the spokesman for the victorious Say Nope to Dope campaign. Nope to dope. <laughs> Don't you love some of these campaign names they come up with? Said the majority had voted no because the country already had a relatively high level of marijuana usage and people were reluctant to do anything to increase that. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all... Uh, they're all marching along regardless of what the bill says, mate. That's Don't it. worry about That's that. It. The New Zealand Drug Foundation, which campaigned for a yes vote, said it's time for an overhaul of this Misuse of Drugs Act, uh, which is no longer fit for purpose. So there we go. All right. Uh, well, um, that's told. very good. Yeah. Good so, on them. Um, do we have to take another... We'll take a little break, Take mate. a little snap. Take a do little we? snap. A little right snippet. Okay. And we'll be back in a sec. Good. Everything in my life turns to crap. I can't sleep. I wish it all just stop. Sometimes I have these freakouts. It stops me from doing stuff. And I just need to get the hell away. Well, I finally got my boyfriend to see a doctor. She said he had anxiety. The doctor helped me deal with things. You can help someone find a way back from anxiety and depression at youthbeyondblue.com. Or phone 1300 Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? Cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with higher risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. From Paran to Parkdale... 
You're listening to Southern FM. Ditty about kissing, Scotty. Very good. Nice little tune. Yes, nice little tune for a Sunday. Um, Just an update. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, the uh, the new record set at 486 for the uh, partnership between Marcus Harris, who went out for 239. Right. And Willie Puskowski, not out 255. Wow, so he's... And I'd love love it if we could see him in the Boxing Day (laughs) test against India this year. Speaking of which... 
Yep. We're going to get a crowd up. Apparently We're so. We're going to get a crowd up. Are and they're we? talking. They're talking the Cricket Australia, the MCC and the state government. Last week revealed crowds of up to 25,000 would be allowed at the MCG for each day of the Boxing Day test. Really? So. We're going to make an, that much progress in the next seven weeks. The question on everyone's lips is how they're going to do it. Yep. You're going to have to seat two, two seats apart. How many can you get in the members versus the general public? So I think there's a bit of bit of work to be done on that because yep. they would normally get almost 100,000 of that. Oh, in, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, yep. And um, they're talking about the Australian Open, the tennis. Yep. And they're talking about the Grand Prix. Yep. Um, so they're hoping that um, Andrew Westercott, who's the Australian Grand Prix boss, who you would know, yep. um, he's hoping that 60,000 could, could attend the Grand Prix. And that's in oh, March. Yeah, it's March. Yeah, yeah I mean it's five months away. And he said we've got to let, we've got to we've got got to get the right flexibility and all that sort of stuff. But that's fine. Um, the cricket we're trying to get get it going, and then tennis Australia um, is working out entry and quarantine arrangements for seven hundred and fifty players because that's going to be oh wow you know they're that's coming got, from overseas that's from prob- hot spots everywhere that's Pro- that's problematic in itself that's isn't problematic. You know, right at the top of the list um, they're planning on January's Australian Open about twenty five to fifty percent of normal crowds so given they normally get eight hundred thousand through the week yeah so um, through the two weeks they probably get less than half that but. Um, the crowds aren't the problem. I reckon it's the players. Yeah, exactly. is probably the biggest problem. Hey, the upside for uh, for Tennis Australia is there's a new range of apparel that they can have now. Face masks with AO written on them. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, hey. yeah. There's so a, a range of colours and designs and shapes. And yeah. so hopefully we can get back to some crowds. And um, it prompted me to look at. The world's largest crowds at sporting games. Oh, this will be interesting. So, the largest crowd at the MCG um, was for a football game in 1970 between Collingwood and Carlton. It was the grand final. Yeah. And this was... What year? This was 1970. Yeah. Got to take a guess at how many they jammed in the MCG. I'm going to go about 114,000. Yeah, a bit more than that. Is it? I reckon unofficially, 121,000. 121? Yeah. This was in the days when you had a bit of standing room. Well, that's right. There was a lot of standing room, yeah, wasn't there? There were also some of them were on the ground. I was going to say they were on the boundary. Yes, yeah, right. near near Wayne Harms when the ball got. That's right. <laughs> Somebody actually kicked it back. We well, had two pies, you know, and had a, <laughs> had a beer. He was that far over the. Anyway, we've talked about that before. Yes, hey, yeah. Um, but then there's huge crowds right around the world. So, um, yep. If, if I go from the top, um, and this is a this is a. This isn't really a, a stat because the Tour de France get twelve to fifteen million, but that's spread over roads and all that. So I don't think that really counts. Well, that's a bit of a rolling event, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, if you had sort of a one-off, one-day or weekend event. Yeah. In 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 um, England though, um, at Epsom Downs, back in the in, in between the wars, yeah, they would get five hundred thousand people to the racetrack at Epsom Downs for a horse race. Get off the track. <laughs> yes. Literally. The, the Indy 500. <laughs> oh, I had it on my list. With they the get 400,000. I'd actually written down, I'd, I'd written down quarter of a million, but yeah, that, I mean, yeah. that's a massive number, that's isn't it? a lot it? of people. I mean, that's over what, four, is that, is that over four days? I think so. Or is it? Well, 24 hours, isn't it? Something. Oh, that's the Le Mans. 24 hours. Yeah, but because I, yeah, okay, righto. Um, now, inside stadiums. 
this is where it, where I reckon it's really good. Brazil, right? Brazil versus Uruguay World Cup 1950. Wow! At the Maracana Stadium in Brazil. Inside. This is the biggest attendant attendance at a sporting event in an enclosed stadium. Back in 1950. 1950. I'm going... I don't reckon they had capacity, though. I'm going 95,000. It's a big stadium. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm going 140,000. Yeah, 199,000. Whoa! Imagine the noise that was being made that day. You wouldn't have heard the ref's whistle. No, Brazil, Uruguay. Uruguay was a good team back then. What a game that would have been. So this is the one I love most of all. Yep. Uh, 190,000 attended the second day of a pro wrestling event at Mayday Stadium. Get off the ring. In 1995. Mayday Stadium's in North Korea. <laughs> 190,000 to a smack on. And they had uh, the WWE wrestlers going there. Oh, did they? Yeah. And uh, the got, he- headline act... Got it some names for me? Yeah, I did. The headline act was Nature Boy Ric Flair. <laughs> Nature boy. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Tarzan's son. And then I stopped there because I got distracted because oh. I started to remember all my favourite WWE oh. wrestlers' names. This Saturday Night yeah. Festival Hall. So Vince McMahon, who owned the thing, and Gene Oakland was the commentator. Gene Oakland, that's it. And, and just try these on for size, yeah. if you will. Randy the Macho Man Savage. Yes. And his manager was Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> the very beautiful Miss Elizabeth. Brett the Hitman Hart. Remember him? Oh, yeah. vaguely. Mr. Wonderful Paul Arnold. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, George yeah. the Animal Steel. Yes, 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 George the Animal. Didn't yeah. he have a didn't he have a, a thing over his head? Yeah. George the Animal? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And he used to bite the turn. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew there was something weird about him. That's uh, it. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, Ricky Steamboat. Um, million dollar, million dollar man Rick DiBiase, Hulk Hogan, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan, Andre yeah. the Giant, oh of course Andre yeah. the Giant, Jesse the Body Ventura, yep, remember him? Yes, Jake the Snake Roberts, oh. <laughs> Ra- uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, yes, Rowdy Roddy, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, yes, Brutus, indeed, and the Iron Sheik, <laughs> yeah. Now, didn't we also have? Uh, wasn't Killer Carl Cox in there? No, nah, he's Australian. He wasn't. Oh. He, he was back in the Mario Milano. Oh, I was going to say that's. Oh yeah, this that's is WWE. my. Oh yeah, this, this is. The, oh, this is that's, sorry. That's I, that. I've got my. I've got my wrestling and my WWEs yeah, because I was going to go Mario, Mario Milano and Killer Carl Cox yeah, and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so guys. yeah, no, the old WWE yeah. guys. Yeah, so very good. Oh, sorry, distracted by that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a what a franchise that is still these days. It was a great franchise, but still. And then now, it's gone on now because it's, it's now mental it's now. had like The Rock and you know <laughs> Dwayne Dane. I don't know what they are these days. Well, he's The Rock, isn't he? Oh, is he? Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he's he The Rock. It's it's gone through a bit of a, a, a change since I used to watch it as a as a younger fella. Yeah, but um, there's some great wrestlers back in. Those oh, were there ever? I mean, that the Saturday morning wrestling was just something that was just mandatory to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> Thunderbirds at six o'clock, yeah, and, then the, and then, then the wrestling. I think came on at about eight or nine. Because then or you something. had lately you had like Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker and John Cena and Steve Austin, Coldbone Austin. Yeah, see, I wouldn't uh, the big I, show. I wouldn't know the the new boys. No, anymore. I don't know. Them as well as do you the remember? Others. It's a bit like it's a bit like you know you. 
remember the names of your footy team sort yeah. of back in the 70s and 80s, yeah. you know? You know, Wayne Judson, number 42, and Brian Minot, number two. And, and then you sort of go through with this current crop of kids and go, who's number 17 again? Who's, <laughs> who's number four? <laughs> and you're not going to reel off all the old boys from years ago. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So that's um, so you had um, you were talking about Australian wrestlers. So you've got Mario Milano. Mario Milano. Spiros Arian. Oh, yes. Uh, Killer Kowalski. Ah, maybe that's what I was thinking. I had Killer Carl Cox. Yeah. Larry O'Day. Oh, Larry O'Day, yes. <laughs> had Larry, Larry had really big shorts. His shorts went from about his knee to about the middle did. of his chest, I reckon. And Brute Bernard. Brute Bernard, yes. And there's another guy called Bulldog Brewer. Ah. Oh, he was man. good. And who was the guy? Who's coming off the top rope? Yeah. Who was the prolific one. top roper? That oh, I can't just... remember. Um, but, uh, of course, Jack Little oh, yes. was the ringside, the ringside commentator. Yes, he was. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. stuff. No, nah, br- br- brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, Abdullah right. the Butcher. <laughs> oh, sure, no, he escapes me that one. I think he got chopped up. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. So, that, uh, so what I was talking about, sporting crowds. So, there, yeah, 190,000 yeah. went to see ravishing uh, Ric Flair, Nature wow. Boy. That um, was a lot of heads. The biggest golf attendance was in Scottsdale, Arizona on the PGA Tour. Um, single day, 170,000 people. Christ. So apparently that's the that's the the biggest, largest crowd to witness a single day sports event where the event is held within the confines of a private piece of real estate. Right. Okay. And the rest, um, there's um, lots of soccer. Really? Lots of soccer? Yeah, I um, imagine. And... In England, the highest is Wembley, 126,000, slightly more than the MCG. So there you go. They wouldn't get many up in Scotland, you know, for um, for the famous game up there, would they? Because no. they're not very big venues, no. but they they would make the same amount of noise, I would think. Celtic and Rangers. Celtic and Rangers, exactly. So, oh. well, I don't think we're going to get back to 190,000 people, no. crowds, anytime soon, Scotty. But no. um, we... We just hope that we get a crowd to the Boxing Day test because yes. it, it's a high-quality game and deserves people there to make some atmosphere. And I'm sure the, the people that manage to get in the ballot or get a ticket yep. um, will make some noise. Well, the interesting... Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, the interesting part, too, uh, if you recall uh, when watching the sport racing telecast yesterday, was there was some discussion around the fact that because there were no crowds... How would that affect some of the horses? Yes, they might and, a bit get spooked. Well, they, they were saying the younger ones, sort of, you know, the three-year-olds and four-year-olds might really enjoy that because they probably haven't raced very much and aren't used to crowds, or certainly crowds of that sort of calibre that we would normally get, and 80, 90, 100,000 people. Mm. But then the old boys and old girls would be going, hang on a minute. Is this where, a race? Where, where, <laughs> That's a training drill. Where have you taken me? Yeah. Um, because they would actually be used to that, and, and that would be a familiar thing. And in terms of their lead-up and their preparation, it's probably all been the same as years gone by, but you know, just now turn up and there's absolutely nothing there. So there's, just, so there's no noise. Or, or even worse, the people that go round the other way at Randwick and then come down to Melbourne. Yeah. We'll go, what's going on here? Yeah, they just get the whole, uh, they get the, the double whammy. Yeah. So crowd another way, down here, no crowd, other way. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I, I found that fascinating, and you're right. I mean, 
a cricket match, Boxing Day cricket match just wouldn't be a Boxing Day cricket match if you didn't have a crowd no. and, you know, you were chanting a bowler. Because a, a game of cricket without a crowd is called Sheffield Shield. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd be used to it. They'd be used to that for about 50 years now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to, you're standing ovation for somebody taking Pfeiffer or making yeah, 100, 100 and, you know, or things get a bit boring and, well, the, 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 and the, the beach ball starts to go around the, and the Mexican the, wave goes The up. best moment's the first ball bowl oh, 100%. on the opening day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. crowd just goes nuts. Yeah, so we're at uh, 10 minutes past 11 on the uh, 26th of December to uh, 2020 and from the northern end. <laughs> yeah, and it comes. Um, and no noise. Yeah. yeah. I just think, now again, should they not? be punching some noise through the speakers just when somebody hits a four there should be some applause you know just going up around the ground or yeah. somebody takes a wicket yeah like they did with the footy like they did with the footy now but do it at the ground though is my point yeah they did it for tv and that's okay but i don't know why they i don't know why they don't do it at the ground good point anyway i'll put you, you in know, touch with the mcc oh, people well, you know they just don't listen to me you know um, now, we'll take a quick break. I want to talk to you about Time. the coppers when we come back in St Kilda. So that's important. Yes. Yes. Good. All right. All right. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. In the trenches of World War I, a promise was made between a soldier and his dying mate. No matter what happens, he said, he would look after the missus and kids. Almost a century later... Legacy continues to honour that promise and provide caring and compassionate support in times of hardship, loss and grief. Support the families left behind this Remembrance Day. Donate at legacy.com.au or call 1-800-LEGACY. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM.
taking you back there, Scotty. Well, I was going to say shabu shabu, yes, uh, but you've you've done beautifully as always, right? You've uh, got the theme, back. and you've gone and grabbed a whole different sort of genre of uh, performers and songs and melded yeah. them together you under can look your that theme. Up. That was released the same year that you went and saw the bon- the giant Sean Connery movie, uh, nineteen seventy four. Is that right? The okay. Bootleg Family Band. Wow, the Bootleg Family. The Shoop Shoop song. Shoop it's Shoop the Doop. Kiss, that one. Okay. I haven't heard that one for no. a long time. Oh, I and certainly remember won't it. Play it for another long time. Yeah, that just might uh, not get another run <laughs> ever. <laughs> the Shoop Shoop songs are. Uh, there's sort of only a certain place and time they can come out, isn't there? And I'm not even sure what they are. <laughs> I don't know when they on this radio program. Uh, can I, uh, this is probably more of a, a public service announcement, oh, but I like I, um, I, I've been, uh, over the journey, I'd, I've been talking to some people involved down in St Kilda. And um, in different capacities. And for several years now, traders have been very concerned about what's been going on. And, and then you've got vacancies down there. And it's still not a great place from time to time. There's some fantastic things down there, you know, restaurants and you know, the block had been built down there. And they've obviously got that magnificent new development on the, uh, on the St. Moritz site. And all of that's happening. It's brilliant. Um, but you're still going to be, I suppose, concerned when um, the police um, uh, today... I believe, will uh, launch a blitz on illegal drug activity in Securin to clean up the popular beachside suburb in time for summer. Um, so they're coming in um, fairly uh, fairly heavily handed, it would seem. Doing the so, blitz. Yeah, so uh, under Operation Spartan. Oh, You've got to have a good oh, name. Oh, you've got to have a good name, don't you? Yeah. Uh, local officers will team up with investigators from a range of specialist units to tackle drug trafficking. Uh, Senior Sergeant Angela um, Hansis said residents had concerns about drug use in the area. We know that members of the community have shared their concerns about issues such as drug trafficking, drug use, antisocial behaviour and thefts, which is why we've developed Operation Spartan, Sergeant Hansis said. Um, So a drug crime police, um, we're tackling drug crime as we know this is a driver for other volume crime categories such as property crime, theft, burglaries and robberies and is often linked to funding and dependence on drugs. We'll be blitzing the area by identifying persons of interest and executing warrants and uh, apprehension and search warrants. Police are committed to holding offenders to account to ensure they don't have an impact on community's ability to enjoy everything St Kilda has to offer. So I know that's been a major concern for councils and, and as I say, residents and uh, and business owners in that precinct, but it now looks as though it's probably got some grunt and uh, they're going to be out um, looking for the bad guys and uh, trying to clean it up so that once we can have the shackles off, people can go and safely uh, enjoy themselves in uh, what is a wonderful part of Melbourne, but just needs uh, some of the uh, the nondescripts need to curb their enthusiasm for what they do, and they should probably go far, far away and do it somewhere else. Will um, they be using drones? Uh, I don't know, but I I could only imagine. Oh, but you know what? They should. But you know what'll happen? There will be an invasion of privacy policy that somebody will throw up that says, no, my window looks north and it's not frosted and I'm concerned they're going to peer in and see me in the nutty. Mm. It'll be something like that or, you know, you can't fly here or can't fly there. But um, Perhaps, Scotty, they could use a flying car. A flying car? Yes. Um, 
a Segway 4. Yeah, a Segway yeah. 4. Because <laughs> I know you love everything to do with... Uh, well, any, I like hoverboards. Anything motorised that comes off the ground. Yes, I do. So, um, and you love cars. So, yeah, and so... So why don't you lead us off with the so, flying car So before story. you might go and buy your tea car, yeah, you yeah. might want to hold your shekels. Well, I uh, might. And you might want this. Uh, you might have to go to Amsterdam, though. Well, no. Uh, no. Which you can't do for some time. Anyway, Amsterdam. For decades, the world has been promised the imminent takeoff of flying cars. Uh, this week, a commercial model won the nod to drive on the roads. So now we've got a flying car that can actually go on the road as opposed to flying. So anyway, I'll work my way through that. Um, Europe's motor vehicle regulator has cleared the way for PAL v Liberty, developed by a Dutch startup to be registered as a car. Its makers hope that authorization to sell it as an aircraft will be granted uh, in as short as uh, the time frame of 2022. Mm. So, wow, far away, old son. Um, the three-wheeled Liberty looks like a futuristic reliant Robin, albeit with bat wings. <laughs> yeah, mate, you're going to get a Batmobile um, with bat wings on top. A prototype first flew in 2012, so eight years ago they had this thing up, up in the blue, yeah, up in the yeah, blue stuff. Yep. The final model to be built in India. <laughs> you still want one? Um, will cost five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Not cheap. Yeah, yeah, it comes in red at four hundred and fifty-eight. Um, Eighty orders have already been placed. The two-seater will fly at up to one hundred and seventy-seven kilometres an hour with a range of hundreds of kilometres. So there you go. Uh, there's well, I, something that I, I looked it up, and um, right, it's probably not what you'd expect a flying car. It looks look nothing like, like a car. Right? I'm going to imagine it's, uh, it's like, like a gyrocopter. Is it a right? miniature Cessna? It's got <laughs> it's it's got rotors on the top that fold in, so they fold out when it's ready to fly. Yes, um, they're. Um, they're not powered by the engine, the, the rotors. They're powered by a separate engine on the back of the car. Right. So it can hover like a helicopter, but it can't take off or land vertically. So it needs a runway of at least 600 feet long to, uh, to, oh. to, to, to go because it needs the thrust from behind. So it's right. kind of weird. Right. In driving mode, the Liberty can go up to 99 miles an hour. Right. On and the in, road. On the road. Yep. And in flight mode, its maximum speed is 112 miles an hour. Oh, that's miles an hour. This was 177 Four. kilometres an hour. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. So it's about miles. Yeah. For comparison, the average helicopter goes about 160 miles an hour. So it's not as fast as a chopper. It's yep. like a gyro chopper. Yep. That's all right. Um, switching uh, between flying to driving isn't isn't simple. You've got to extend the rotors, fold them away. takes takes a couple of minutes. Right. The <laughs> <laughs> um, car isn't allowed to fly yet. Because, right. as you said quite rightly, that involves a fair bit of regulation. Yes. Clearance from aviation, city commissions, yeah. um, safety measures, designated flying, driving lanes, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. I can't imagine this is going to work in any major populated city. They also need regulations on how high the cars can fly, of course, because they can't go near the 3,000-foot cruising speed of planes because they'd bump into them. Ouch. Um, but there's a big difference between 200 feet above the ground and 1,000 feet above the ground. Yeah, death. Right? right? It's cool. <laughs> so the thing only has an altitude limit of 3,500 metres, so if you go north of that, you're cooked. Um, so anyway, it's as you said, they're going through their certification. Um and mm. the asking price is, uh, as you said, a oh, fair right. bit of sh- f- fair few shekels. A couple of shekels. Um, so, um, yeah, it's got a bit to do. You could, uh, I, I just, 
all I can think of is how, in Blazer's name, in, in highly densely populated cities, would you be able to work your way through every machination of what's required to make that fly? I, I mean, remote outback Australia, no problem. But we've got a thing called aeroplanes, all right? So we actually don't need them out there. Well, Where would you actually use you these things? logic. If, say if you owned a helicopter today. Yes. And you could just park it in your backyard. Yep. Um, for you to... Um, you'd have to obviously be a registered pilot. You'd have yep. to have all this sort of certification, all that sort yep. of stuff. Yep. But when you take off, um, there's going to be sort of noise issues and neighbour property issues. Yep. Right? You're going to have to know where you can fly a chopper and where you can't because that requires you to probably do a an flight avi- plan, you've got to do a flight plan, and all that sort of stuff. And, yep. You know, I do have a son who's involved in the caper, so he'll tell you all about it. Yep. Coppers only fly within a certain band. Planes, light planes. Yep. Then the big ones. Yep. Um, and there are only designated landing spots. I, I f- imagine wherever your destination is. So. Um, but having said all that, if you could work that out, wouldn't it be good? Because you could go, like, I feel like driving into work today, and then the next day you might go, oh, no, I'll just fly to work today. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, I'd like to... Or what you yeah, do is you go, no, I get I'll it. drive it around town because that's easy to drive, but I might want to go and play golf in a chuka. Oh, you know, that, and see, that's so where I'll I'm... Always up for that. Or or if you've got enough coin to buy one of these things, there's a fair chance you've probably got a property down on the peninsula somewhere. Yeah. So you get to 4.30 on Friday and Just go, scoot traffic's down. horrendous. Mm. Um I'll get in my gyro chopper. You're in the gyro and you're down there in 40 minutes yeah. and uh, just waving at everybody stuck on the Monash and Associated Freeway. Mind you, for half a bar... You could buy a lot of car. You could probably buy a lot of car. You could probably buy a chauffeur. Or you could hire a chopper. <laughs> you could hire your own chopper. <laughs> oh, you know the old saying, old son, if it flies or floats, rent it. <laughs> so uh, interesting, though. Right? See, what out of this out of this innovation will come other things, right? Because the people yes. that are spending money and time on this, yep, something will happen off the back of that. Yep. You know, and um, that's a, it's a it's a good. Pursuit. I want us I want us to get. I, you know, I've mentioned this several times now, but my my dream position is. There's me and the bride, and there's you and your bride, and there's another couple, and we're going to go away for the weekend, and I just uh, I swing by your place and uh, pick you up as you step into my uh, 65-foot Winnebago. Driverless. Uh, driverless. Yeah. And uh, we've got it. We've got the dinner. We've got, the, dinner, we've got, the, dinner, we've got, dinner, got, got Scotty's drinks. famous cheese plate. So, oh, yeah, we've got the charcuterie board yeah. and uh, start off with a little champagne. Yeah. As the driverless car takes us around Beach Road yeah. and uh, starts to head down the Geelong Highway, we're just going to get into lawn for the weekend and we just sit back and look at the view the entire way down. Watch There's the this, cricket on the telly. Uh, just, well, we could actually stand up and start dancing if we yeah. felt like it because uh, somebody else is actually doing all the driving we're as safe as houses we can't fall off the road because it's magnetised to the road something along those lines and uh, that's my that's my dream down the track mm. and I then think when that, we get to lawn I'll pull out my hoverboard and go for oh, a spin oh you, you, you imagine going for a hoverboard in the surf yeah, just above it just above just, it it's really cool. quite amazing but um, oh, I don't know um, maybe we should uh, maybe we should put a, a, a uh, what's it called? You you get a uh, time capsule, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in one of the shows coming up in the next couple of weeks, maybe we should say, "What will you and I see 
before we turn our toes up on the basis that we let's say we we let's say we get to uh, let's call it the next thirty years, right? Mm. We get to ninety. We, we're going to do a Sean, right? Mm. Ninety had a good go. Um, you know, everything's nice, but what are we going to see by the time that we're ninety? And uh, that's for others to discuss when we're no longer here, potentially. Well, but I'd I'd love to know what is really going to be possible in the next thirty years. You know, uh, will there be a combustion engine car on the road in thirty years' time? Well, question with that notice, and probably um, not. Oh, look, when you when you factor in, I mean, even in our lifetime, so thus thus far, I mean, this thing called the internet or the World Wide Web. Yep. It was only invented in the 70s. Yep, correct. So and only became popular in the 80s and onwards. So, and, and look at how that's revolutionised life. 100%. Imagine, imagine COVID lockdown without the internet. Well, you, you just, you, millions would have died. Well, you probably wouldn't I have mean, heard about it no, because you only had newspapers well, you not might the have internet. Got a, well, you might have got a letter. Yeah, <laughs> from sure. someone. Um, but I'm really fascinated. You couldn't buy anything online. You can none, no. none of that. And so you know all, how that you know how it spread back all then. The big, all the the top five, top five, six companies in the world are all owe their very existence to the internet. hundred percent. So what's the what's the big thing that comes next? And I think you're on the money. It's going to be in the renewable space, and oh, it is. it's going to be less carbon. So. Uh, yep. Electric cars I reckon we're going to go seriously green in the next 20, 25 years. Um, and Australia's a long way behind in its thinking, let me tell you. And I did, a, I had a piece to talk about today, and I won't talk about it today, but when you start talking about Japan and some of the other Asian nations in terms of what they're doing and pledges they're making over the next 20 to 30 years, um, and we're still sitting there scratching our bum, uh, we seriously... I mean, South Korea and Japan have both pledged to reduce their emissions of greenhouse gases to net zero by 2050. It's only 30 years away. So that's something we're going to see in the next 30 years. Now, oh, But it's taken it's taken 60 or 70 years of, of bad behaviour in order for somebody to go, hang on a minute, we're actually causing a big problem here. Anyway, for another day, that is. All right, so but, what's uh, the challenge? He's, he's... So I want to know what we are realistically going to... Oh, oh, here's one for you yeah, for me. Yeah. We are going to see um, Uber helicopters yeah. from the CBD to the airport. Can't wait. That'd be good. Better than a train. So, you know, and, uh, well, the train should all be bullet trains. You should be there within three minutes. It should all be underground where you don't see it and just build a tunnel and make that happen. Um, But, no, Uber taxis from the city to the airport, uh, and then you can get an Uber taxi from here to Portsea. Yeah, and one on mine is going to be hoverboards. (laughs) There'll be some some, uh, derivation of that, I'm sure, at some point. I mean, I'm surprised. The one I am surprised, and we're just about out of time, the one I am surprised is that that one you stood up on and sort of leaned forward and backwards. Segway? Yeah, but it sort of came and went. No, I'm disappointed. What happened to it? Let's investigate that for one day. For next week. Anyway, thanks for listening to Two Smoking Guns uh, with Scotty and Rutsy. Mate, have a great, safe week. Uh, Lovely to see you as always, and uh, we will be back on that golf course. And uh, all of our listeners, um, stay safe, and we'll be back next Sunday. Please be advised.